0: Good morning, friends. Happy almost New Year. We are yes. almost there. A special welcome to you wherever you are tuning in. Maybe you're part of one of our communities, one of our sites, and gathering together for a Sunday morning experience. Maybe you are like just getting out of bed, recovering from the week that <laughs> has been. Or maybe you're out for a walk and you're like fully engaged in a new rhythm for a new year, new hope, new outlook. And I am, I don't know about you guys, but I am a big fan of New Year's resolutions. It's my favorite time of year. It's <laughs> so good. I know for some of us, no smoke, no shade. It's like, give me a break. Like just get me to February and whatever. We'll go back sure. to normal. February's I think I think Jesus has something to say by his spirit about like the the reconcilia- uh, reconciliation work of newness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine, you're gonna take us there in a few minutes, but like the, the cyclical reality of Jesus incarnation, his work by his spirit of like reconvening our whole selves with newness with with light Mm -hmm. with hope and this is the the tail end of our light of the world series so that's what we've been talking about like how does jesus embed light life hope peace and newness like a new approach Mm -hmm. a new reality that is a very old reality in our everyday present lives okay we're going to jump right into scripture And then I'll introduce these two jokers to my left and right. Jokers? My favorite humans in the world is what I meant. Favorite humans (laughs) in the world. Legit, legit. Okay, Uh, I'll invite you to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. This is not like a common um, Christmas uh, text, but it really is commenting on um, a prophecy that Isaiah is giving to his people in the midst of um, fatigue. So the, the Israelite people are like, We thought this would go a different way. (laughs) We thought we were the people, the presence of hope for God in the world. We thought that we would be a blessing to the world. And yet we find ourselves absolutely exhausted uh, in darkness, um, Mm. in captivity. And like this whole sense of the religious mind and religious ideology is not cutting it anymore. Okay, so Isaiah chapter 43, uh, we'll start in, we'll start kind of midway through. Do not be afraid for I am with you man so Mm -hmm. good do not be afraid for i am with you this is yahweh speaking through prophecy through the prophet isaiah to people who are exhausted coming into whatever will happen in the years to come do not be afraid i'm with you i'm with you i will gather you and your children from east and west from the farthest reaches of the world i will say to the north and the south bring my sons and daughters back to israel from the distant corners of the earth bring all who claim me as their god for i have made them for my glory for my kavod for my splendor it was i who created them bring up people who have eyes but are blind who have ears but are deaf gather the nations together assemble the people of the world which of their idols has ever foretold these things which can predict what will happen tomorrow where are the witnesses of such predictions who can verify that they spoke the truth but you are my eyewitnesses o israel says the lord you are my servant, my chosen people, chosen to know me, believe in me, understand that I am alone. I am alone God. There is no other God. There never has been, never will be. Yes, I am the Lord. And there's no other Savior. First, I predicted your rescue, and then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No one has ever done this. No foreign God. You are my witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord, from eternity to eternity. I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. I am with you you. This is what the Holy Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, the people who had um, taken captive the Israelites and had kind of squashed their sense of connection with God. Mm. For your sakes, I will send an army, a push against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in the ships that they are so proud of the things that they have built. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and their, their mission ended. Their lives were snuffed out, which, <laughs> I mean, Merry Christmas. But forget yeah. all that. Forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do through you, for I am about to do something new. Hmm. See, I have begun it already. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create lives, rivers, light and life in the dry wasteland. This is a common theme that Isaiah comes back to over and over and over and then Jesus will borrow borrow from in two of the gospels referring back to Isaiah 9. Literally Jesus announces himself on the scene saying Tut, like da! light is here mm. the stuff that we talked about where you felt lost and in darkness and in the intertestamental period history nerd had on um the the ancient israelites and jews up and until the time of jesus were like well we don't hear god speaking anymore so it seems that all we have to rest on is torah is the teaching is the written mm. word and jesus like like hold my beer i'm gonna do one better the the living word the incarnate light is now here with you for you this pathway that was predicted for you this newness of hope is now here with you and never leaving by my spirit and so this is the foundational shift in the lives of the israelites in the lives of the ancient jews in the ongoing like evolution of the life of the church and our church now do you see says the Lord, that I am doing a new thing through Jesus and through the Spirit. Do you see it? I'm making a pathway, I'm turning on the lights, and there are stories for us to to capture to remember. And so That's what we're doing this morning is talking about, as we wrap up our Light of the World series, what are the tangible, tactile, real stories of light and life Mm. that we have? Personally, like for the three of us, like what are we experiencing? How are we experiencing the light and hope of Jesus now, here in the present, in our journeys? How are we experiencing those stories of light or what stories can we share as it relates to like, communally, our communities that we are a part of? Mm -hmm. And then what are the stories that we can share uh, about lights, like Jesusly. What are the Jesusly light stories that we are currently experiencing? Okay, so this is Christine. She is part of our Heart and Peel uh, Halton Peel team and our uh, Brampton kind of team leader. And then Jen to my right, and she gives leadership to our East Toronto site. So, l- Jen, let's start with you. Talk to us about like what are the stories of light that you have or are currently experiencing, like. Uh, personally, when it comes to uh, like Jesus's click, turn the lights on.
1: Yeah. So I have, um, I have a lot of light happening in my life, I guess, lately. Something I'm really excited about. um, And I asked Jimmy if it was cool to share this. He's like, yeah, go for it. Um, (laughs) I am really excited to be able to be working with a nonprofit uh, coming up in March. Uh, My friend has a nonprofit called Funding Love. Um, which basically works in the adoption community for um, families that have just gone through adoption and even for birth moms as well. Um, their mission statement is they create post-adoption experiences that strengthen bonds, build community, and restore people, which is wow. like, yeah, amazing. Um, mm-hmm. They currently fulfill this mission by sending adoptive families on Disney World vacations, which, hey, if you don't know me, Have hi. you been there before? <laughs> Do you know anything about Disney? Uh, 14 Tom? times, 14 I think, times and again. I'm going again in Great. a few days. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, it's it's such a cool organization. They work through community, which I love. So they don't just send families by themselves. There's six families going on the next trip. So they get to have relationship and community with one another share the struggles. I mean, when you think about if anyone's been through the adoption process, it's expensive. There's a lot to it. And there are supports during the journey. But Once it's all done, you're left with like all of the bills, all the therapy visits. And then this like basically stranger in your home. And you're like, well, what do we do? Um, vacations are one way that you can build relationships, get to know one another, have those memories. Hey, remember when we went on this ride together, together?" together. yeah. So that's what this organization does. And each family also is given a magic maker, which is a vetted Disney expert that goes with the family and gets to like help make their experience just a little bit more magical. Mm. So I got a call a few weeks ago from my friend and she's like, we need another magic maker. Do you want to come? And I spent the next two days crying because I was just (laughs) so excited and so happy. I read about the family I'm going to get to partner with. Just they've been through a really hard time. And I'm so excited that I get to go to my favorite place in the world, hang out with children and families, which is like one of my biggest callings in life, and just give this family this incredible experience. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I cannot wait. And it's definitely um, a really specific example of where... I'm feeling light and being able to share the light and the love of Jesus in such a pure way Mm -hmm, to these young children, um, just to give them this incredible experience after what's been a bit of a difficult journey for them. Yeah,
0: that's such like a click, Mm -hmm. light on, Jesus' thumbprint. Amazing. I just can't wait. Yeah, super good. Christine, what about for you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, sometimes I think joy comes. Like in just such a way that it engulfs everything around it, right? Uh, It's such a powerful experience. It's overwhelming. And then there are other times where it seems like joy comes more like a deposit. Yeah. Mm. And just has a chain of reminders that follow up after it. And I think that's been my experience of joy this past Mm. year. Uh, I remember, um, well, we just just moved into a, a new home. Which Uh, is never stressful, always easy, goes smoothly, perfect, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But I remember um, when we picked up the keys and I drove into the driveway for the first time after having the keys in my hand. As I was driving up the driveway, I just had such an overwhelming sense of joy and of God's delight and a sense of his promise that I literally like to stopped the car, jumped out and began to shout. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: did we do? Wait, no.
2: <laughs> no, it was a shout of joy. It was a shout of joy. And, uh, and I just began to praise God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was such a feeling of, of just fullness and of jo- God's joy and delight. But then the renovations began <laughs> and, wow. uh, and, you know, just one thing after another, we were displaced for about 10 months. And oh, wow. Uh, wow, yeah, month. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as the renovations began, we realized that, you know, the rising costs were happening. Uh, there was decision after decision to be made. And God in his goodness and his grace, his love and his mercy began to chain that reminder of the joy that he'd given me that day, that deposit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he took me back to that deposit. And it was like, you know, just a chain of reminders going through my doubts and my fears that began to surface through this process of uh, renovating and ultimately moving into the home. And um, one of the most beautiful things for me of God showing joy in a different way right like things don't always happen just Mm -hmm. cookie cutter and exactly the same for each of us right but um and situation by situation right and this was a real experience of god's love and delight and his joy um i remember one day I was just really struggling, and in my devotions, Psalm 16 came up, and God just really impressed it heavily on my heart, and that Psalm just says, this part of it just says um, uh, that he had, the, the boundary lines for us have been drawn in pleasant places, mm. and I knew in that moment that what God was saying to me wasn't just about the home, but was about his goodness, his love, his care for us, and not only for us, but for anyone that would come into our, our space, that yeah. he was He was looking out for others as well, that the boundary lines that he sets for us are beautiful and good. And that wasn't the only time that he had to remind me of that. Later on, a few weeks later, I was taking a walk and again in that place. And again, another chain from the deposit of Mm. joy, taking me back again to that scripture, to that day on the driveway that just reminded me that, no, God had put a stamp, you know, had given me that fullness of joy initially, because he knew I was going to need that tangible experience with him and of his presence to take me through that chain. That chain just took me through the the fears and the doubts that preceded uh, this beautiful decision. So yeah, just seeing God's joy showing up in ways that you need it. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that image
0: of the deposit. That's like that, that, that sticks with me. Like Mm -hmm. the God's reminder, even with the Israelites of like, I was there then and I'm here now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Blunk. Yeah. I was there then and I'm here now. And I think my, um, you know, story of light is, is similar. It's, it's personally with my family. So, um, our oldest Caitlin is, uh, you know, is second year of school. She's in culinary school. And her first year, she lived like uh, on campus. And then her during this year, she, uh, this last summer, was like, I just want to move back home. Like, I miss being, she misses the food around the dinner table. That I mean, food. yeah. Do you blame her? Do you blame
1: her? Moving out is not all it's cracked up to be. true. <laughs> I remember it
0: well. But it was funny because, like, there was the our first family meal because it was a bit of a chaotic season fall. um, But then our first, our our. Family disciplines are supper is supper time. If we can be together for breakfast, great. We can never be together for lunch because we all work or at school, blah, 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 blah. But supper, unless there is something really significant on, the phones are away and Mm. we are fully there and present. And it was actually a prayer. We take turns like praying and giving a blessing over the food, uh, like many of us do. And it was Ella, our youngest, who's 14, who um, just prayed really simply, dear Jesus, thank you for this food. And I thank you for our family that we're all together. It feels like it's been a while. Amen. Perfect. And both Heidi and I were like, <laughs> joy deposit, no. bloonk, light deposit, yeah. bloonk, right yeah. there. And yeah. the things that, you know, it just reminded me how when your kids are young, you you tend to, or at least I tended to take that for granted. It's like, yeah, we gotta eat supper. And especially when your kids are little, you're just trying to get vegetables in them. It's not always the most, or anything yeah. in them, you know? But then when, as your kids get older, you're like, these are wonderful humans created in the image yeah. of God and a yeah. reminder of God's blessing and yeah. presence uh, mm-hmm. through difficulty sometimes here with and, and for us. And so, yeah, for me, the um personally it's just that that prayer from the mouth of a babe from Ella being like I just- Feels like it's been a minute, and I'm thankful that we're here together. Yeah. So, okay, let's oh, let's keep so let's beautiful. keep talking about what about communally. Both of you are lead pastors of sites and give mm-hmm. leadership to local communities. Maybe we'll start with you, Christine. What's uh What's like a deposit of joy, a snapshot yeah. a flick on of light as it relates to the community that you serve in?
2: Yeah, this is beautiful. Uh, there are lots of stories, but um, I think I'll zero in on this one uh, mm-hmm. in the Brampton community as well.
0: Uh, shout out to Brampton.
2: Yeah, shout out to Woo! Brampton, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, two home churches who were, you know, coming through the pandemic and everything, uh, struggling, and uh, so they came together. and oh, uh, Combined? Yeah, combined. Yeah, yeah combined. And um, mm. this past, just in the past few weeks, they did um, a retreat. And it was so lovely to see how coming together creates strength. Mm -hmm. And bonds, right? And um, where it could have been giving up, instead, it became something that was really a sign of the kingdom, a real true true sign of the kingdom. But uh, recently, they held um, a retreat for themselves. And I had the privilege of joining in for the afternoon when I could. And um, it was so beautiful to enter into that space, to see them not just be a community, but be turning into a family. Yeah, that's so It was good. so, yeah. honestly, it was so beautiful. I walked in, and it was during the lunch hour, and so they were cleaning up from lunch, doing the dishes, uh, having fun with each other, but there was something really family-like in the nature in which they were interacting with each other. But then um, as the afternoon went on, and uh, they were listening to a teaching and then sharing together, I was totally bored just blown away and blessed by the fact that there was a listening ear to each other and an expectation Mm. that the Spirit was working and speaking through each other. And then on top of that, for me, it was the joy of seeing them stop where they were and respond to the Spirit. So kind of going off script, going off the agenda and saying, hey, God is doing something here. God is speaking. and someone just said, I think we ought to respond to that. And the whole group not just kind of said, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, you do that, but everyone entered in. It was like a meal and everyone saw that this food was good and wanted a bit of it. And so everyone shared in that. And it was just so beautiful to see the spirit of God so freely at work amongst this diverse group of people and creating such a family bond of love and of participating in what God is offering. It was truly rich and dynamic. So So, yeah. So I'm excited about our home churches communally and what God is doing. And that's, yeah, yeah.
0: Really good. Yes. That for me, I would say, uh, like that deposit of hope, light, joy came in real grief and darkness in um, a family in our Oakville community that lost a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was journeying. I like the long um, scheme of relationship is so beautiful. Uh, not just in the church, but just in life, like when you journey with people. So uh, I was part of um, a family wedding, family celebration and now a family funeral. Uh, mm. And it, it, the this passing of this mother, this matriarch uh, mm. happened quite quickly. She, she was older, uh, happened quite quickly. And so the funeral came together quite quickly uh, as well. Um, and so, in quick preparation, I you know, the family sent me some details of her life. Mm-hmm. And I was just so taken aback of the gift that this woman was and mm-hmm. will continue to be with her legacy. And the 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 key encouragement was just, like, perseverance, yeah. consistency, and, like, a non-anxious presence for yeah. each of these grandkids, kids, you know, that were devastated to lose her. But uh, I remember at the end kind of going off script in my funeral sermon, just looking at this family, and it was a very small gathering. I just said, I hope you realize what you had in her. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody has this. Legit. You know, some of us come to those funeral experiences and are like, it's such a tragedy. There's, you know, unreconciled differences, um, pain. And there just wasn't that, th- mm-hmm. that, that I experienced. It was like, this is a life well lived. This is a person who walked psalm 23 and this is a person who left the thumbprint of jesus Mm. on her siblings who have all passed as well on all of her kids and all of her grandkids all of whom were involved in uh, this tiny little Funeral service that they didn't need to do. It was just yeah. a family. So they could have been like, you know what? Let's have a lunch. Let's go to the graveside and that'll be it. It's like, no, we need to remember these stories. So for mm-hmm. me, that's just like, a, oh, Jesus, you, you were at work in this person. And even in tragedy, there's, um, even in darkness, there mm-hmm. is light. Yeah. Yeah. What about for you, Jen? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So for me, I got to talk about our youth ministry at East Toronto. So well, Shout out to East Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So I've uh, been the pastor at East for about two and a half years now, just about. And when I first got there, we had like a, a couple of of youth. We would drive to Midtown at the time to do like a citywide thing. Um, now we have more than 30 kids Woo-hoo. a part of our youth ministry. It's um, yeah, we hit a new record of 24 kids uh, just recently. Wow. It's been so fun to see their energy and it's actually kind of funny because our, you know, KidMax volunteer woes, which, hey, A lot of us have them. Ours have kind of gone away because our youth are old enough now to start serving, which is like phenomenal. Um, I also run a group called uh, NGL, stands for Next Gen Leaders, and I have about a dozen or so high school kids that are interested in leadership and learning more. Um, A couple of them are leading um our service uh right now actually on new year's eve um <laughs> well and yeah. yeah i dropped one off the other day after we we're out doing something and she's like so what do you have to do to like be a pastor like do you go to school huh? and stuff and i'm like hey Yay, let's have that conversation yeah. don't do it don't so, do yeah. it. <laughs> go, go, run away now um just kidding so it's just so really cool. exciting to see um there is something to the faith of the next generation and in those like junior high early high school years like things things click and it 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 gets real. It goes from, like, the stories we learned about in KidMax to, like, oh, this could actually affect the rest of my life. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And as you
1: guys both know, I really have a heart for kids and youth ministry. And so to be in a church that has that just exploding right now is so exciting. And I'm honestly just along for the ride. That's I'm, like I'm a loving it. Oh, man. You. Um, they're, they're just always so, yeah, they're light themselves. I mean, yes, they can, you know they're teenagers. So sometimes things are it's a little dark, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but they're figuring it out. And honestly, I, it's just such a joy to be their pastor and to be yeah. walking with yeah. them as they grow up. Yeah. Very That's good. So okay. cool, Jen. Keep
0: going. Keep going. Let's talk about, um, you know, Jesus Lee for you, Jen, like what's the, the, the joy deposit, the light turned on for you in your walk with Jesus these days.
1: Yeah. So as a pastor, it's always tricky because, um, you know, are you doing your devotions or are you prepping a sermon? And the answer sometimes is both at the same time. So um, something that uh, I talked about on Christmas Eve, uh, we've been talking about light of the world, this whole series. And so I wanted to push it a little bit further because Jesus even talks about light like after he comes after christmas when he's born and walking around um in john 8 verse 12 uh, jesus says i am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life Mm -hmm. so um in christmas eve at our church we talked about not just how jesus is the light of the world came to earth but because of the gift of the holy spirit Um, we actually get the light inside of us. And so not only is Jesus the light of the world, but we become his ambassadors. And so Mm -hmm. we each have these like little Holy Spirit lights inside of us. And so how do we then become that light in the dark places in our world with people that don't know who he is um, without getting like, you know, judgmentally about it or whatever. But also there is a call there on as followers of Jesus to be light um, in the places that we find ourselves. So that's something that I don't know if I have all the answers figured out yet, but I've really been thinking through this light of the world and shall I say lights of the world, Mm -hmm. um, as, as followers of Jesus, how do we become those, uh, lights in the places that we find ourselves? That's something that I've been, um, really praying through and wrestling with the last little bit.
0: Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. for me, um, it's, it's uh, the light of peace. Um, mm. So as somebody who, um, as a teaching pastor, like my primary role is to study uh, ancient mothers and fathers, the tradition of the church, the depth of scripture. Mm. Um, and you, I love that you said like, devotions pray sermon prep and a lot of times for me I can get just into the religious ritualistic mind of like here's what I study here's how I go about it here's my framework here's my memorization and here's the like hey speaking to camera or to community and there was a um, about a Two week period, not just a two week period, but like in particular, a very intense two week period where I was just really feeling the darkness. Not mm-hmm. a particular issue necessarily, but like the mm-hmm. convergence of a number of different factors as a pastor at a church in a church like ours in a season like this. Um, and what for you those, who, been no, great. it's been really, really good, and especially like you know the Christmas season for a pastor is mostly relaxing, so yeah. <laughs> comfy, sitting at home, you know. Yeah. So just feeling the heaviness of like, I don't think I can do this. Like mm-hmm. I'm just exhausted down mm-hmm. to my knees, just pooped, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I I have uh, really the same devotional um, spiritual practice. Every morning I sit in the same spot. I have a coffee. I have the same practice of scripture reading in solitude, uh, which has been really life-giving. But I'm not one who um like hears from god you know like i rely on the written word to point me to the living word that Mm -hmm. then you know helps me navigate and orient my own spiritual health but on this morning i was just like god i have to hear from Mm -hmm. you like i'm dying inside or it feels like Mm -hmm. i'm dying inside so would you please speak and then my bible reading plan uh came to chapter uh, john chapter 9 and 10 which you know Jesus says, like, I've come to give you peace, Mm -hmm. not so that you will be overcome by the world or um, any other thing, but I've come so that you might have peace so that like uninterrupted direct communication of the spirit of God. To a child of god i there was just no as somebody who struggled with doubt mm. shout out to the doubters um <laughs> there just wasn't there that time i'm like i know you spoke i know you just spoke to me the god of all creation just spoke to me mm. oh my gosh and i'm just like walking around the like house and i told my wife heidi who who has way more spiritual insight than i do and she's like well, yeah i mean you asked him so anyway could you clean the bathroom yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me that was a real like click light on jesus deposits uh of joy in my heart and mind so so awesome. good yeah christine what about That's for you right. and then maybe you can like take us towards the close of our time here but the beginning of a new year
2: yeah okay yeah well you know like Jen, i've been uh, in the book of john as well hey, thinking yeah. about christmas and all of that and uh just looking at jesus as the light and so i've been studying a little bit the characteristics of light mm. and one of the things that have really been intriguing to me in this time of reflection is the characteristic of light as being eternal always yes and that for some reason has just caught my imagination yeah. in a really uh, profound way and um yeah john one i john re- one. yes john yeah. one and i realized that um as light as eternal speaking of Jesus as being eternal, I realized that I've always seen eternity somewhat in a futuristic way. I've thought of it somewhere off in the distance, like, you know, we'll have eternal life somewhere down the way kind of thing. Like it's got that kind of end point. But as I thought of light as eternal, I felt the spirit of God beginning to take me back, almost placing us back in history the mm. history of Jesus, that he is eternal, he's come from eternity, mm. and he's moving in eternity, and that eternal life is in him. And he came and to bring us that eternal life, to to catch us up in himself, mm. that we too have that eternal life. So eternal life is not only about some future place, mm. but it's about the now, it's now, being caught up in this dance with god the father god the son god the spirit and we're caught up in yeah, this beautiful intertwine yeah. of a dance that doesn't have this beginning point so to speak you know as when we say the word beginning we kind of have this the start of the sentence yeah. right you know like the line yeah and then the future is the eternal but no jesus is eternity he has mm. eternal life mm. In him, it says that life was the light of man, right? Mm. And uh, it's caught up in him. And so now he's invited us to be caught up in him. And I love how John uh, in his gospel says, that to those who believe, he gives the right to become children oh, of God. God. Mm. So that means we too, like Jen was pointing out, are children of light, mm-hmm. right? That purity, that goodness, that um, able to see all of those wonderful, wonderful things, uh, that is light, that is Jesus, and we are caught up in that eternal dance with him. And so as I think about us going into this new year, I think, mm-hmm. I think of John the Baptist a little bit this morning, and he says, prepare the way of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as we go into a new year, we we always, like we were talking at the start, resolutions, it's kind of a way of us saying, let's prepare for the new year, right? Yeah. Yeah, what, do path, new? Path, yeah. what do we want to see new? What we? What's this new wineskin? Yeah. What, yeah. what are all these things? And as I was thinking about John the Baptist this morning, I thought he said prepare the way, right? So this is mm-hmm. good for us to reflect back, be anchored in who we are and who Jesus is, mm-hmm. um, As coming from eternity, that anchors us and secures us. But as we prepare as well, I'm thinking about um, just the fact of believing to those who believe that Jesus is eternal, that he does come to give us eternal life, then we are open for everything, the beauty of all that God wants to give us in this new year. And the wineskin is prepared. And that wineskin is simply, in this moment, believing, Mm. believing in Jesus, that he has come from eternity to catch us up in this beautiful, beautiful dance and to take us on this journey that's really circle. Mm. It's really a beautiful circle. And so I want to encourage us as we go into this new year, prepare the way of the Lord. Mm. As you think of your New Year's resolutions, uh, let it be something that includes the life of Jesus, believing in Jesus, and allowing him to open up the fullness of eternity for each of us as we go forward. So that's just kind of my thoughts recently as I'm pondering this. Mm. So good.
0: So my friends, Mm Whatever this new year has for you, whatever you are resolving, may you know that you are loved, cared for, created by the eternal in Jesus, that you're invited to believe and receive and be called God's kids, and that Jesus is with you you we are jesus is the light of the world and we are to quote you uh, we're his candles essentially so may grace and peace the love of god the 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 person of jesus and the fellowship of the spirit go with you today happy new year brothers and sisters
2: Mm. amen happy new year